everyone. I am Paula. And I am Alex. And you are listening to Deep Space Gay. Into the garbage, you fly boy. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Always with the noises, it has to happen. <laughs> But as you can hear from the intro, it's a journey today into a whole different galaxy far, far away. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they also are far, far away. Right? Um, no, we're not talking about Shrek yet. Maybe in the future. But the, the similarities really are <laughs> astounding. You have the yeah. green guy. Violence. Violence. Swamp. Wait a second. Some side <laughs> the characters. The green guy lives in a swamp. The green guy does live in a swamp. Hmm. You have some side characters who are very funny but also very annoying. That's true. Is Shrek basically Star Wars in kind yeah, of right in fairy tale? A little yeah. bit. You also have a princess that is saved from a dangerous place who turns out not to be just a beautiful woman, That's but true. a strong, fierce warrior. Yeah. You have a scoundrel it's who true. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's basically the same, except that Shrek and Fiona luckily aren't related. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. But also, like, you know, if you would go by that and the green guy that lives in a swamp ends up with a beautiful princess like that, is not what happens. Mm. Thankfully. Yeah. That would be weird. That the age gap be... is quite large. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like 900 years or something, you know. Uh, I mean, Other people wouldn't even blink at that. Age you know, is looking just at Liba a Dugo. number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Darkling. How old is he? He's old. They're at hundreds of years, right? Hundreds of years, yeah. Mm. Age yeah. is just a number, especially when your protagonist is a teenager. Yes, especially then. Is Alina... How old is... I'm going to Google this right now because that Probably does like bother me. 18, right? I hope so. Maybe Alina... What are the books called again? Uh, Shadow and Bone. One of them is called Fire and Rising, I think. I think it's Shadow and Bone. Oh, yeah, Shadow and Bone. There you go. Yeah. Book H. Let's see. Alina, Alina. That's her name. Alina Storkov. Yes. In the beginning... Wait. Let me let me see. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the side is it's slow. slow. Yeah. Um, her age... So, oh, in the Shadow and Bone trilogy, she's 17. <gasps> in the King of Scars duology, she's 20 to 21. Okay. So, it's only very creepy in the first one. <laughs> in the first three books. How then. old is Darkling? That's How something. old is Mel, too? Yeah, I mean, Are I think he's... They, they did grow up together, so I think yeah. they're the same age. They're Darkling. Like, this is why people listen to this Star Wars episode. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. <laughs> this does it, remind me of the lost um, One Direction discussion. Oh my god, you're right. It was yeah. lost. Does it say the age? Pages? No. Hmm. <laughs> Question about the character's age. Um, yeah, so he's ancient. 
That's what they yeah. say. Well, the Shadow Fold was created roughly 400 years prior to the events. An estimate would put him at 500 years of age, if not a bit older. Yeah. So. And that's, yeah, and they even said here, this Reddit post says, um, uh, producers of the show have talked how they intentionally aged up the characters as Alina was only 17 when she met the Darkling and the whole thing that happened in the books and they figured 17 and Ancient was too big of an age gap and made her but a few But 18 years and older. Ancient, that's all good. <laughs> That's fine, but at least she's an adult, like you know, yeah, yeah, in the show. Legal adult. Yikes. Uh, yes. Okay. So we're <laughs> talking neither about Shadow and Bone nor Shrek technically today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about The Mandalorian season three. You know, a couple of weeks after the show ended, so I think everyone had enough. I'm just doing background music. Yeah, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> I think everyone had enough time to watch it. And if you haven't watched it and you care about spoilers, then you should leave now. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I won't stop. No, that's good. Um, yes. So, spoiler warning has been given. I will now talk about the show a little bit. It came out on March 1st and it ended on April 19th. The showrunners and producers are John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And some of the directors, I think maybe the only directors, I don't know, are Bryce Dallas Howard, Rick Famuyiva, a name I cannot spell, and Carl Weathers, which is fun because Carl Weathers we all know as Grief Karga from the first two and also from this season. And he, mm. yes, didn't you know that? He directed I never, the Foundling. D- d- to be fair, I never know what people are what their names are and this oh yeah they're like a meme or something Carl Weathers is a meme you yeah. know the you know the meme this one like the 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 arms the the arms mm. with uh with Arnie yeah. that's him the other guys that's oh him. you're right that's him yes. I remember mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's a meme mm. um <laughs> so glad we talked about that okay so I will try to um summarize the plot of the eight episodes that we had like we always get eight episodes on the show i think that's standard for marvel and disney television shows at this point um yeah let's go okay so we start off where we left in the book of boba fett season one or period the book of boba fett um din and grogu have been reunited they're traversing the galaxy together again and they have some challenges before them that they you know like basically some boxes to take off some stuff to do you know they have like um errand to list. do yeah <laughs> yes um the first thing on din's list is obviously you know rehabilitating himself as a member of the children of the watch because yeah. he took off his helmet multiple times he didn't even talk about the multiple times i always think about that you know <laughs> like that was not just once bestie. No. it was at least twice anyway no thrice three times but um, technically, one time it was not with a human, like not IG with 11. a. Yeah, it was not a. a how, do they say humanoid? I don't know. I think in front of another person, but then again, yeah. like it is a sentient being. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, now we're getting into the whole Troy debate. Yet <laughs> <laughs> again, um, we will have many more you know, options for that in yeah. this episode. Um, but yes. Basically, um, that's his most pressing concern, obviously, you know. So we already know that he has to return to the mines of Mandalore and bathe in the living waters to be considered, you know, part of the way or like walking the way again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, 
So um, in the first two episodes, that's really what happens. Like he goes to this planet where the covert is and he's like, can I join again? And they're like, mm, no. And he's like, well, <laughs> then I will go to the living waters. And they're like, they don't exist anymore. The planet is cursed. It's poisoned. It's glass, blah, blah, blah. Don't go there. And he's like, mm, maybe I will anyway. He gets some help. He originally wanted someone else to help him. IG-11, we mentioned mm -hmm. him, but he's blown up and... I'm not gonna get into that right now. It makes zero sense, but we're just gonna continue <laughs> on. Um, basically, he gets the hero of the rebellion, R5. You know, sacrificed himself for R2D2, basically. Mm. Um, but now, you know, he's back. He's doing his work and he's fantastic throughout the whole show. Whenever he shows up, joy. King. Anyway. So then, um, quickly, very quickly, in episode two, he returns to um, Mandalore. And he is looking for the living waters. And then he gets kidnapped by a thing that <laughs> many <something>. believe <laughs> to be, like, either something, like, left on the planet on Mandalore or maybe by, like, something, like, from General Grievous. Like, I don't understand that, like... Whatever. Getting into that later. So he gets kidnapped. Bokuten rescues him. She uses the dark saber to whoosh, whoosh, whoosh that thing. She's very competent. It's very good for her. Mm -hmm. oh, but Grogu got her. Funnily enough. Yes. Also talking about that later. Um, so in the next episodes, um, we have a total shift. Or in the next episode, we have a total shift. We're back on Coruscant. We see Coruscant during the New Republic, which is so cool and interesting. And we learn what happened to Dr. Pershing, who yep. we met in the last two seasons as well he is someone who worked form of gideon and he was basically an either doctor clone specialist mm -hmm. yes we see how he's rehabilitated into the empire uh, in the empire <laughs> into the new republic but then we see that there's still you know evil people from the empire like remnants walking around spies in the new republic who wanted to fail as we already know right. um and he gets mind wiped mind his mind gets wiped Yes, yeah. at the end of the episode. So, da, 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 what happens, we don't know. We continue on with some of Grogu's and also, like, the um, the Children of the Watches, like, story. Mm -hmm. um, Grogu has some flashbacks. We see, finally, how he got rescued from the Jedi Temple during Order 66. Um, you know, great mystery. It's now solved, which mm -hmm. I know a lot of people were really happy about. And also, we see how Din, you know, gets accepted back really without much question, yeah. um, into the Children of the Watch. Also something we should mention is that Bo-Katan during... Oh, wait. I forgot that. Din did end up finding the Living Waters with Bo-Katan. Yes. They saw, or she saw, a mythosaur, which... <gasps> oh, my Big God. Thing. Yeah. That's a legendary thing they don't think really exists anymore. Um, she tells the Amma. The Amma is like, nah, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, whatever. She, like, she kind of brushes it off and then yeah. they continue on. But they accept her as well because she also bathed in the living waters because she had to rescue Din yeah. from drowning. Because almost did. Um, they, you know, accept her into the fold. She becomes a member, which is really cool to see. She leads a mission. They accept her expertise. It's really cool. And they rescue Paz Vizla's kid because he constantly gets attacked by the wildlife on whatever planet they are at. Like, I don't even know that we get a name for the planet. No. Um, yeah, he gets, he, he, you know, he gets captured multiple times, almost killed. Um, 
continuing on with the plot in the beginning um we visit navarro and we see it's a thriving new port yeah it's you know like there's a lot of stuff that happened to it it looks nice they have nice buildings and towns and all kinds of stuff grief kaga is now the high magistrate not just you know the leader of the guild anymore and um they get threatened though by pirates mm-hmm. and that's not good and those pirates are coming back yep. in episode uh i think we're on episode five or six now five i think like, mm. it's called the pirate yeah whatever that number is um, they attack Navarro and the Mandos basically have to come together and save the planet from... From the pirates, yeah. Because yeah. the New Republic, they ask for help and they don't. Yes. I feel They're like not... that's important. Yes, very true. And Captain Carson Tiva, yeah. he, um, we've also met him briefly before he now gets a bigger role because he tries to get the New Republic to help and they're like, nah. So... Um, yeah, that's an episode. I was yeah. like, you look like you look so. Hmm? But no, I was looking at my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, yeah, very, very I, I was good. just thinking about something. Yes, I just realized. Yeah. Yes, and then they, um, you know, free the um, free Navarro from potential pirate invasion, yeah. and um, Grief Kaga is so happy. He's like, stay here, make camp. Yeah. You know, like you have a home here if you want it. And, um, yeah, then the next... Oh, no, at the end of the episode, the armorer comes to Bo-Katan, or the other way around, and she's mm. like, listen, we need to reunite the Mandalorians. Like, there's so many factions, we're divided. Like, this has, you know, been happening for yeah. so many years now. Um, and you walk both ways. So, basically, she walked away, but she also, you know, like, walked mm. away of the normal... Like, not the new Mandalorians, but, like, the traditional... I mean, yeah, she walked away of the of the of the children, but also maybe it's the other way around. Like you know, she walked the normal way and also the way of the fanatics. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, for sure. Um. Anyway, she takes her helmet off. Everyone's like, <gasps> "I cannot believe you've done this. I can't Jail. believe you've done this. Yeah, and... I can't believe you've done this." <laughs> Favorite wine. <laughs> yes, and um. Anyway, she, you know, volunteers. She's like, let's bring back. I know what happened to the people that I worked with in the beginning. Like, there's so much more stuff happening, but I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, you're doing great. Yes. So um, she's basically like, yeah, I know what ex-wolves and his mm-hmm. troop are doing. Let's get them. And Din is like, okay, let's do it. Let's, you know, reunite our people. Then we do see what they were doing because they're basically mercenaries, which is very traditional, you know, yeah. way of living. Like Din was one and, you know, bounty hunters, mercenaries, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, they are for hire for this one planet. And I forgot the name of that planet. But the it's Lizzo governed planet. <laughs> by Lizzo and Jack Black, yes. Um, which is a lot of fun. And um, they basically have like a little side quest, but in the end... They do convince these Mandalorians, like the, you know, like the night owls, yeah. um, to join them again. And X-Wolves is very suspicious. He is not happy. And he's like, I like, how am I supposed to follow you if you don't even have the Darksaber? This stupid bitch-ass guy who's such a weird <laughs> fanatic and whatnot, yeah. like religious extremist guy. or whatever yeah. um like if he has the dark saber and she's like bitch first i'm gonna beat your ass and then we're gonna explain to you how the dark saber is actually mine well and she I, doesn't say it he's didn't he says, says it. it yeah didn't yeah. says it um but yeah she like very important to me she beats x's 
ass and <laughs> I think like I like I like that scene. Yeah. And I also liked how they resolved everything with the dark saber to be honest because like yeah. it would not have made any sense if like I know many people complained but like we're getting into we're that later. We're getting into that later. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, so then um she is the Mandalore and they use the next two episodes to explore Mandalore and then take back Mandalore yeah. from the Empire because we learn there's remnants still Moff Gideon you know he has a space on Mandalore which like if you thought about it for two seconds you saw this coming and that's yeah. fine because it made sense right? yeah um in the end <laughs> I skipped so much in the end um they reunite their people on Mandalore they retake their home planet everything's good again Din because in the first episode, grief was like, if like, I'll give you a plot of land, I give you a house, and you can just live here because you've done so much for us. And if you want yeah. a job, you know, take it. Um, yeah, and that's the end. Oh, he adopts Grogu. <laughs> he officially right adopts Grogu. Yeah. Yes, he officially adopts him because he wants him to learn all about the ways of the Mandalore and. Yeah what it means to train and stuff. Um, and he can't do that because he can't talk yet. But can he? More on that in a second, I yeah. guess. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the plot. The end is very idyllic. It's a happy end. Everyone's happy. And there's many open questions, though, still to it be answered. Is, yeah, yeah. So it's not an end end, but it's an end to, I would say, like a first part. Like they set up the Mandoverse and the setting up is now done. And now yeah. they can continue with other stories within that universe. Yeah, like if Din's story would have been completely told at this, like if this were his official end in terms of he's not like, I know many people would not be happy about it, but we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But if they would say like Din's story is told, like he adopted the foundling, he saved his people, he redeemed himself, he now has a house, a kid, yeah, you know, a, ship, a new car, a new car. Like, I think I would be fine with that because Same. like... That's one thing. I mean, let's just get into it. Like, let's he's not the protagonist it. of this universe. He's not the Din... only main protagonist no. anymore. No. And also, he was... Like, I'm not saying the show. I'm saying the universe. Din Djarin oh, is yes. not a protagonist. He is a side character who stumbles through adventures on accident. And I think that's very important because because of him, we get to meet so many important characters in the Mandoverse. But he is not necessarily one of them. He's important for the show and he's the, the like the viewpoint from where we see everything happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's a very classic side character who's like, yeah, that's the guy. He has a kid. He's a fighter. You know, like that's his personality. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, just some goon or someone. And that's why I would say like, if this were the end of his story, I would be fine with it. Like I, I want to learn more about Mandalore, but... His story is told. Like, I enjoy him a lot. And I think he's very funny. And, you know, like, he's a good character. But mm -hmm. his story is told. And that's fine. Yes. I agree. It would make much more sense to learn about everything on Mandalore. And, you know, how yeah. things go right and then wrong again, maybe. Yeah. Um, if we follow Bo-Katan, for example. Yeah. Or maybe the Armourer. Yeah. Or both of them. Married. Married. With a child. <laughs> Yes, they should. Yeah, yeah they should. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Agreed. So, we're getting into what we like first. Yeah, let's go into likes. Yeah. I talked a lot. Why don't you okay. stop? Okay. Okay. Um, in general, I think I thoroughly enjoyed the parts of the season that focused on Mandalorian culture and Bo. And 
also didn't. But it, I, I'm always a fan if you create more, like, I don't know, world building, basically. So mm-hmm. they, yes. they, they brought us up to speed, where is everyone? And now we're getting, as you said, to the part where we need to think about, okay, what comes next? And I'm really a big fan of how they said, okay, we do have Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And we cannot dance around this planet for the next three seasons. So let's just get to it. And I think that's a really good decision. I mean, I'm I'm still a bit confused or yikes on a few things that they did say are now on Mandalore. Like, for example, the Mandalorians who lived there the entire time. Yes. Didn't make too much sense to me personally. But, you know, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have some questions. <laughs> I also have many questions. Yeah. I think we um, can talk about that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but in general, I think it's really cool that they now are taking the time to say, okay, we're doing the Braveheart thing where we're reuniting everyone under the name of Bo-Katan. And with that comes the character development of Bo. Um, I really like that she is now... She's still very strong and she's still stubborn and not necessarily the most level-headed person. (laughs) She never has been. She never has been, but I do like that she now thinks more of the bigger picture and not only of herself. Like, I feel like, and I haven't seen all of Clone Wars, but from what I know, she was very much in for the cause for herself and what she wants. And I want to be queen. And, you know, like, these are my... And what she thought was right. What she was... Yeah, what she thought was right. And now I feel like, given the time that she has spent with all the bad decisions she made and especially what we later on with the deal she made with Moff Gideon mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that they're now taking this character and saying okay she's still stubborn sometimes too quick to action and sometimes you know not very level-headed yeah but she now thinks of the bigger picture and she knows like I might like for example she's not a fan of Din's culture they're extremists nope. and and they're not as extremists in the way like they're now a fanatic little bubble and less, you know, outgoing murder, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the difference between them and actual Death Watch was yeah. that they just follow their ways and yeah. try not to bother anyone, anyone else, else, basically. Yeah. They just, you know, live by their, like, principles and Death yeah. Watch were terrorists and yeah. tried to kill other people for not thinking as they did. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I think I really like that, that now she she's not a fan of them, but she realizes, she recognizes that to exist as Mandalorians, we need to embrace different part of the culture. And that's something she didn't have before. So I really like that, that the, the bow we see in Clone Wars, she's still very similar, but she has grown a lot over the last 25, 30-ish years. And I, I yeah. think that's a good development. Yeah, it's character development that actually makes sense. You're not... Yeah. Like, you won't become a completely different person, usually, you know. Yeah. But you grow as yeah. yourself. Yeah. I. Those are also the first two points or bullet points on my list. The mm-hmm. context, the world building, and the character development. I'm going yeah. to elaborate on that a little bit. Yes. Um, what I enjoyed about the context and the world building especially was seeing that the New Republic actually has a an impact on people's mm-hmm. lives not on everyone's life maybe but you know for some people um because in the first two seasons it existed more on the outskirts of mm-hmm. the story like you know when din <laughs> you know when he had like traffic violations <laughs> traffic control um, yeah they would show up but usually you know like they weren't important and now we see that like the system is very much in place and what it means for the people living in it. 
how mm-hmm. it changed from the empire to what we see now and maybe how that is also not perfect I, especially in that, those like parts yep. where it didn't make sense maybe to throw out all the old technology because yeah. why would you do it or how yeah the amnesty program is great but maybe you should have a better like overview and you know maybe you should have actual people looking into that and not just droids who can be easily fooled and yeah yeah no that's really extremely interesting actually um i also really enjoyed seeing the empire's remnants and you know because we saw moff gideon and it didn't make like it it didn't not make sense especially in the outer rim to have yeah. period presence there still but you were like hmm um like it seemed like um like a solo case you know like yeah. It didn't affect anything else, but now we see that it's definitely still mm-hmm. like there's a connection there to yeah. other Imperial remnants. We see why he has the fleet and the troops and you know, like all the firepower that he has, which was really interesting and really good to see. Yeah. And um, I also really enjoyed Moff Gideon. Like mm-hmm. I think he's a really cool villain. Yeah. I think he's also the acting, you know, the acting is really really good Giancarlo yeah. Esposito did a great job even though he wasn't in much of the season but his presence was yeah. looming over it which yeah. is always good I like that um, and also the other Mandos because yes we um, so far only really saw Din's tribe his yeah. family like you know the children of the watch and now we saw a little bit more of Bo-Katan of her palace on Kalevala which was then <laughs> sadly destroyed by said Imperial Remnant Um and also, like, you know, like what, you know, ex and like what mm-hmm. they were doing now and seeing how they still live together, but um, separate from the other men. Like, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Yes, I enjoyed that. And also character development, not just Bo got a lot of character development, although I did enjoy that the most, I believe, because mm-hmm. like, she's one of my favorite characters. Like, who are we kidding? Like, yeah. always has been. I watched the Clone Wars and I was like, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Din and Grogu went yeah. th- through some character development by themselves and also with each other, which was really interesting. You know, Grogu, he's getting more confident mm. in his ability. You definitely see that he had training by Luke. Yeah. He still has to be um, encouraged to show his powers and to actually, you know, live up to himself. Mm. But, you know, he's trying and it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so adorable. Yeah, then we see Din becoming more accepting of other views, just mm-hmm. like Bo did. That's yeah. very interesting. But you know what I always think about? Like, obviously, Bo has now walked in his shoes, and she's like, yes, and I live the way you live. And he is, like, open to hearing it. Like, and I don't, th- I don't, I'm not saying he has to experience, like, a different, like, mm-hmm. a life or lifestyle. But I find it so interesting that everyone always accepts or expect Bo to, you know, like, yeah. to do it all and to, like... Go, you know, like, go, give 100%. Yeah, and then yeah. the others are like, nah. Like, yeah, we're not gonna, yeah. you know, openly despise you anymore, but also, are we gonna... I don't know, like... Mm, yeah, no. It's, no, uh, it's right. an interesting conundrum, I think. Yeah. Um, also, you know, who is not the... Maybe not the unsung hero of this season, but who is very much a surprising protagonist with a lot of character development Paz Vizsla yeah. I never thought I would say this but he is like he was so good in this season you know he was especially in the episode in the foundling where they mm. want to rescue his baby 
his son and you learn that that is his son and you're like wow yeah. i never thought you were capable of any human emotions <laughs> except for disdain and and violence Jealousy. yeah yeah no <laughs> he's a tank yeah. you know yeah. he's literally yeah. a tank he's a tank yeah. no, that was good i enjoyed that yeah um yeah no i i agree i i especially um you know that the post episode four to six like the post og movies is my favorite star wars era yes um always has been so i'm always a fan if they take a look at what happens with now that the war is won the empire is officially over what happens now and not mm -hmm. only with the mandos but also with the with the new republic and i'm really i i know and i understand the criticism and saying okay but luke day one why mm -hmm. why make it complicated now why make it you know there's still evil there's mistakes and i get that because some people like my dad always said like star wars should have ended after the first three movies because for him the story was told the hero won yeah. and that's fair enough and but i honestly really enjoy that we're taking a closer look at we now have the new republic and it's not all sunshine and roses and not only because they have to deal like it's very close similar to what happened in germany after the end of the second world war yeah. where you had the denazifizierung and all these things happening and it's very similar to that but also in general just the idea of oh we're building a completely new government mm -hmm. but also not because we still have remnants even of the how did you say fallen republic failed republic yeah i'm not quite um, sure what it's um, me neither the republic oh. maybe it's just the republic maybe it's just the republic <laughs> it's not the new one it's not the old yeah, one it's just the republic Maybe. But you like for example, if you look at um, oh, what's her name? Mon Yes, she's she was important before, and she continues to be important. She's the chancellor. She's the chancellor. Like mm -hmm. and so, I don't know. It's like I think it's really interesting that they're showing the flaws, and I really really enjoyed episode three, especially since I wasn't the biggest fan of episode one and two, which we'll also get into later. Um, I really think it's great to see, like, it's a good idea to say we have all these former empires and just killing them is not the moral and ethical way to go with this. And also not the efficient way not to efficient, yeah. And it's very inhumane and no. And mm -hmm. I really like that they said, okay, we're, we're building centers and we're building programs to bring these people back into society, yes. which is a great thing. But I also love that, as you said, it fails. Mm -hmm. because sometimes it works we see that with some of the people there who are really happy that they're there and who realize their mistakes and even dr pershing pershing yeah yeah pershing he realizes his ways were very flawed and very bad but he also makes a good point as you said about i have this technology and why can i not use it anymore oh why can nobody else like what, even nobody if maybe else. he's not deemed responsible enough then you know yeah. yeah we're cleansing the the new republic of everything empire Yes. But where do we continue on? And I think it's really cool that, especially the, the scenes where he talks to the droid, where I was like, shouldn't that be your first instinct if you want to bring people back into society to have them engage with society? Yes. But they don't do that. And I think it's really because they're allowed to go to public spaces and they're allowed to go like to certain parameters and stuff. But the actual bringing them back into society and actually retraining them and you know helping them mm -hmm. happens through work where they're in a contained space and droids and i don't know i think it's like it's a really smart move to make it that way because that explains so well why it fails absolutely agree yeah. and like you know they kind of shut them away from society yeah. like they live yeah. in their own space yeah and they work with people 
from their own like old yeah they don't even have lives. names that's something names. i found really interesting that like i don't know it's like what they did with the clones like the clones gave yes. themselves names and it's really interesting like dave Perfect. sometimes sometimes i see you dave <laughs> he yeah. does so Think in general about what like, he's doing yeah i think episode three might be one of my favorite episodes Same. of the of Absolutely. This show um yeah and other than that as you said like i really enjoyed the character development Krogo, he's just so adorable and i love that he's still a chaos gremlin like i love that he's now that he was trained as a jedi he's not yeah. like no he's grogu he's like, a child he gets he gets the machine with the yes or no buttons which is honestly the funniest thing yes. and the first thing he does is steal food like hello he's yes. now taller than his dad like, yeah and probably stronger yeah <laughs> and no, also he has grown like i love that he as din said he didn't learn it from me like when he breaks up the fight between x and pass i think that's a great thing because he is a jedi at heart he has the Jedi teachings and he also has the Mandalorian teachings. And that's something I wished they would pick up on more sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, I wish they, were, they would give Grogu more of a chance to embrace that other side too. Because I think that's what makes him so important. Just because he's both. Mm -hmm. But I love that moment where Din's like, yeah, he didn't learn that from me. That's, that's Skywalker. Yes, it is. Hmm. Agreed. No, um, Grogu obviously always a highlight. Mm. Like, and I do get why people are upset when he's not in an episode because yeah, like, yeah, he's the pole of the show very yeah. much. Um, yes. So something I also really enjoyed this season is that you got at least a little bit of lore. Yeah. At least. A bit, you know, yeah. especially on Mandalore, they explain to you again the Night of a Thousand Tears. Yeah. They explain to you again why Mandalore has historically been split up into factions and why yeah. people do not get along. And every time, and it's funny because we see that, like, if you've watched like the animated shows, like that is always a topic. Yeah, that Mandalore, you know, if united, would be one of the strongest forces in yeah. the galaxy, but they're not. And that's what makes them weak. And it's really, yeah. like, it's always interesting to see. Um, you know, they explain a little bit about what happened and why Bo-Katan lost the Darksaber, which was yeah. also, because we didn't know that yet. No. We only know she had it in Rebels and then she didn't anymore at the beginning yeah. of the Mandalorian. Um, or not the beginning, but, like, the end of season one. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that and I enjoyed seeing what Mandalore is now and mm -hmm. you know that everything is now underground and everything above that is like glass like yeah it's interesting also to see Sundari because we like and most people probably watching the Mandalorian have not seen it during its heyday mm -hmm. during like you know the height of Mandalorian power and yeah. culture and stuff um, but it's interesting now to see like the stark differences mm -hmm. yeah I enjoyed that yeah and just generally like seeing more of the mandalorian system because we only saw mandalore before and now we saw kalevala and yeah. we saw this other planet mm -hmm. name i don't know anymore mm, me neither look it up yeah um yeah that was good no agreed in general like that's something a lot of people got really angry about um when they said that didn't it's not the mandalorian he's not the only mandalorian anymore and I think that's really important because 
Din as a as a main character, if you have, would have three more seasons where he just tumbles along without developing more of Mandalore, it would get boring. And that's yeah. not like, and that that's why I personally think it's a huge chance and something they luckily took to say, okay, we have all these Mandalorian, we have all these like this is such an interesting thing, like. You need, like, that's one thing I always love about Star Wars. Like, they created a culture so appealing that real-life people live it in a way. Like, you have the clans, yeah. you have people cosplaying, you have all this type, like, all this stuff. And we have that with Order of, um, with the Five, no. The Five of First Legion, Five of yes. First, yes. And we also have it with the Rebel bases. And I'm really, like, and I'm glad that they're embracing this and bringing more Mandalorian culture to the surface. So, yeah. You want to say the name of the planet? It's Plazir 15. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Another thing I loved about the season is um, the fightings. The fights yeah. were great. The, the, like, there were hardly any moments where I thought, oh, this looks wonky. And especially when they go to Navarro and they, they drop. I mean, that's the one thing they had in the trailer. And they drop yeah. from the ships. And we have that shot quite a few times because they know it looks awesome. Like, they're aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does look awesome. And I'm always a fan of, like, teamwork. Like, I don't even know why it gets me every time. But when people are, like, teamwork, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially everything leading up to that. Because first and yeah. fucking foremost, they have, like, um, they have, like, this thing. Oh, God, how how's it called? Like... You know, when you are in a group discussion... The hammer of truth. <laughs> yeah, they have the... Like, you know, and the only person, you know, who's yeah. allowed to talk has the stick. The yeah. talking stick. Like, talking it's so stick. good. Yeah, talking hammer. <laughs> and then, you know, they have a level-headed discussion mm. with each other, which is really interesting because Din is like, well, these people have helped me a lot yeah. and I owe them. And everyone else is like, well, the last time we were there, mm -hmm. yeah. kind of got decimated. Um, but then Taz is like, we have to think about our roots and what we stand for mm -hmm. and what we do here. Um, and we kind of do owe these people our protection and yeah. our help. So let's go. And I really enjoyed that. And then you see them coming together and like actually helping them. It was really like the, that fight was so good because you had multiple parts to it. Yeah. You know, you had the dog fighting and then you had the fighting on the ground and you had, you know, like the large guns being taken out. The armor fighting yeah. is always a highlight. Yeah. No, it was actually really, really good. I enjoyed that. And you know, um in hand in hand with that, what I really love to see mm -hmm. is um, Captain Teva and like the Rangers and that yeah. they were so well integrated because they had to make so many changes to the season this was yeah. not what they planned in the beginning yeah. um, but the Rangers of the New Republic the show got cancelled because yeah. you know, their main starring person is a real fucking bigot um, and I like that they seamlessly integrated it here anyway you know yeah. like he is like I like I like seeing him he's, he's funny <laughs> yeah like, He's he's great. He has that yeah. energy of someone you want to hang out with. Yeah, he's like a grandpa. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I love him. Yes, and I guess in this episode, when we're talking about it right now, we have to talk about the biggest fucking greatest cameo in that whole... Like, yeah, Lizzo and Jack Black were great, but no, like... No, I don't care about Lizzo and Jack Black. <laughs> but like, Gerasef Aurelius in that moment, I screamed. I screamed! I, I just love how you told me afterwards, you were like, I wasn't sure if it's actually Zeb, and I was like, no. I knew in my heart. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, like... The, I just don't expect it. No! And it makes so much sense. Obviously, he's there. Like... 
He fought yeah. like he is the fighter of the group. Like yeah. he's the guns. He's the big arms. Like you know. And yeah. except like Chopper, of course. But except you know, for him. except for him, he's a true. He's the true gun. <laughs> he is the gun. But I don't know, and it just made me so happy because I don't know. It and it gives me so much hope for the Ahsoka show because yeah. that's one thing, and rightfully so. People criticized about Star Wars, especially Kenobi. That's where the point was raised a lot. The design of the aliens that were previously established looked like shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize these were supposed to be the same Inquisitors until people told me. Like, you know, and that's a fair point because it didn't look good. And that's one thing I was very concerned about. I was like, yeah, but what if it looks like shit? Yes. (laughs) And he didn't. There is a sort of, it does look weird because he's like, like he's animated and it's a bit weird to see him as a real life person now interacting and it's a bit strange in the beginning but the longer mm-hmm. you look at the design it looks so good and then we saw of course Hera in the Ahsoka trailer and it gives well, like yeah. I was I'm just so glad I was like I love you guys <laughs> yeah and like I like one thing that this season did really well is they connected it all yeah it was like the like it the, all came together. Yeah, the forge where it yeah. all just yeah. fused together, yeah. basically, you know, and Human it was really, point. really. Yeah. And I love that they are not ignoring the larger picture because that is also something that, in hindsight, looking at Kenobi is like the stupidest fucking shit they could yeah. have done, where they ignored everything else but this one yeah. movie, basically, you yeah. know? And like, that's so dumb. Why would you do this? No, here you have it all. Like, like, you have rebels, you know, mm-hmm. with Zep being in it, and also, you know, like, some of the implications that they may- had um, made in the beginning with, like, Bo-Katan and the Darksaber and everything yeah. else. Then yeah. you have, um, obviously, you know, like, the original trilogy, you have the New Republic, yeah. and, like, it all makes perfect sense. But you also have the Clone Wars, because you have this episode on like. Yeah. Guns for Hire is also one of my favorite episodes. It's so season. good. It's we, so will, good. we will go into that after this. After making yes. point and then... Yes. You know, where you had, like, the Clone Wars and, like, you had the, like, the droids that you saw again. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was not too on the nose, in my no. opinion. Like, yes, it was there. And it was a plot point. But it wasn't just, like, let's talk about the entirety of the Clone Wars and how important it is for this. Mm-hmm. But, like, to be fair, like, this speech made by Doc Brown about how Clone Dooku was always right. It was a bit too much. Felt a little bit out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy handed. But other than that, like I loved that episode and like how it all ties together. But then also you have the Bad Badge, which ran parallel to the show for like a few Mm -hmm. weeks because um, of the release. Yeah. Yes, because of the release. And also there were so many more episodes of the Bad Badge. Mm -hmm. And you know how you explored the cloning more and more and how they I don't want to spoil it, but like it was a huge there, part yeah, yeah. of that season and also a huge part of this season. And, you know, like it ties it all together. And that's why I also have hope for the Ahsoka show, because mm. I do believe like the tying together will, you know, work even better there yeah. because she has been a part of many of those things. Yeah. And I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, you didn't name him, name him. I mean, and you're wearing his shirt. Um, yeah, I'm wearing my Thrawn the, shirt right like, now. The Thrawn, like... Think of him what you will. And you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Thrawn as a character. I think he's very boring, which I know I'm an outlier. I'm aware. Um, But I do like that we're getting into that direction now. Because it makes sense that they're finally picking up on it and that they're finally connecting the the, the branches. And I love that they even said it. Like, where is Admiral Thrawn? 
like they said it in this council thing, the evil Knievel. The shadow council. Shadow council, yes. Like, where is he? Like, and Moff Gideon is like, I'm preparing his return. And everyone's like, but where is he? And I really like that we're now going into the direction where he will be there. Like, actively he be there. He will come. And yeah. Yeah, like, I also, like, that is a separate point here on my list. Like, obviously, mm. I'm so excited for Thrawn to be the, like, huge, maybe not the main villain, because, like, they're saying again and again, like, Dave's saying that, you know, Rosario's saying that, everyone's saying that, like, it will not be what you expect it to yeah. be this yeah. season. And I'm like, damn, even more fucking excited. But Thrawn will be a part. Like, he was yeah. in the trailer, you know, Lars Mikkelsen was on stage. Um... And, like, the thing that I find so interesting is because they were like, yeah, where is Thrawn? Where is he? Thrawn doesn't fucking care about politics. Yeah. So he's nowhere to be seen. He's doing his own thing. He's like, yeah, yeah I gotta set up my return. I gotta, you know, I wanna be the heir to the empire, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he doesn't, like, he never fucking cared about politics. No. Never did it well. He always had people to do it for him and explain yeah. it to him. And th so I thought it, would, like, it made so much sense that he wasn't there and that he did not see any fucking reason to be there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it. Honestly, like, because Dave, and like, I know, like, we're gonna, we, people be like, Disney ruined Thrawn, shut up, Yoyan. <laughs> like, not right now. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. No, agreed. So, yeah, this is, um, yeah, so what we're setting up, and, like, a lot of has happened in this season, more than I expected, honestly, mm -hmm. because the first two episodes, I think if I rewatched them now, I wouldn't be as angry as I was when I watched it Probably. first. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like we were going anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people had that feeling. Yeah. And also, now let's talk about the Lizzo and Jack Black planet. Um, sure. I am a huge fan that side quests are still a thing. I know people are angry. Like, why do we waste entire episode on this planet? Because it's a side quest. It's a side quest to get you back to the main quest. That's what the Mandalorian has always been. Yeah. He's a guy. Like, there are so many memes. Like, he wants to buy a new piece of equipment for his ship. And now he has to kill a, a, the rhino and collect an egg to trade with these people. So the people give him something he can collect and trade with someone else. Like, that's yes. his life. And I'm glad that we still have that. Like, I love that Liz on Blackjack. Like, I don't even know what the characters' names were. I don't care. Um, Captain Bombardier, I think, was Jack's yeah. name. And the Duchess. I don't know if she had a name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that they were just like, yeah, we can we can help you, but you have to help us first. Because that's yeah. what the show is about. And I know people were angry about the cameo. Like, no. it's That's the camp I was expecting. And if you want to have a cameo of, like, celebrities, let us let it be Jack Black and Lizzo, you know? Yeah. Like, they're funny. Lizzo wasn't as bad of an actress as I expected her to be because she's a singer. I never have expectations. I always have to think of Taylor Swift acting and <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why I'm always a bit... <laughs> on the um, fence. But yeah, and also it's just a lot of fun. The, the look of the city was very Star Trek. Yes, indeed. Which I, as a Star Trek fan, did like. But at the same time, it was very Mandalore because very, you had yeah. the glass domes and the stuff. Dome. Like, it made sense. Yeah, that's where you thought in the trailer that we would get flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Yeah, but no, and as you said, I really enjoyed the droids being back. I'm one day we will have to do an episode on droid rights. I just yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe once Ahsoka has aired, we're just gonna do a chopper centric episode, and we're just gonna get into droid rights and minorities and all that kind of stuff. But I'm a I'm a huge fan when droids get to have a personality because mm -hmm. they do. That's something yes. like R two D two and C three PO. They're big characters. They're big personalities. I always have been. 
And I really like that even the episode, even though it was a lot of fun and games and just detective work and stuff, it mm -hmm. raises some important questions about, you know, the, what happens to the droids after the empire. Yeah. 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 What happened to them? And like, how do we treat not only the people? Like, I felt like this is like episode three, but not mm -hmm. like it's like the Coruscant episode, but not for the people, but for the droids. You know, yeah. I don't know if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. And the, when he said, Roger, Roger, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's so funny because, you know, like um, the sound designer, basically, who, you know, worked on Clone Wars, he's yeah. also the person who recorded the Roger Roger. Yeah. And like, he's such a, like, he's such a nice guy. And every time yeah. I see him, I have to think about that. And I'm like, yeah. this is so good for you. Yeah, Roger Roger. And I do, I think the droids, the battle droids are probably my favorite part about Clone Wars. Yeah, and, they're in funny terms of, like they're so like and the way the, I always have to think of that one scene oh my god I got promoted oh no I'm the captain now and then he gets shot and like, I don't know it's so and funny. he like yeah like I watched the Clone Wars panel um, from Star Wars Celebration and it's so funny because a lot of the times he just recorded whatever because mm. they don't have a moving part when they yeah. talk so he can just say whatever yeah. and sometimes like and Dave Filoni had this rule like if it made him laugh it could mm. stay mm. yeah so it was, always. and also it's like in the star in the in the Lego in the oh my god yeah yeah the scene where he's like oh I never thought I would get this far thank you you're amazing this is my last day and then he gets blown up like it's so funny and yeah and I wish like I said it before and I said it again like I really wish they would make a kids TV show maybe for younger kids where it's mm -hmm. purely focused on droids like droid shenanigans because I think that would be a hit with the kids. I Honestly. do think so too. Yeah. Every time someone complains about the droid episodes in the Clone Wars, I think it's a kids' show and yeah. kids love droids. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like who? You know? Like I still want a droid. If I could have a tiny droid driving around my apartment, I that would be like I do have my Roomba now, and it's basically the same thing. It's the you same know? thing. Yeah. But also, like with the Ahsoka show, there's a chopper toy coming out, like a. <sighs> Like maybe 15 centimeters, I'm you know, from Hasbro. It. I'm gonna buy that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, are you I'm kidding me? Obviously. I'm gonna spend so much money on that. <laughs> I don't know how expensive that will be, but yeah, for sure. At least like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. And um, when you, I just hope it waves its arms. Yeah, yeah, it does. It reacts to you. Like, oh. if you touch it, like, it gets angry and makes noises. And yeah, 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 it does. Oh my god. It's I need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, I loved the droids episode, and it's fun. That's it something fun. I think Star Wars has been missing in the past couple of years, at least in the live action, mm -hmm. funny episodes. Yeah. Things where you just you watch it and it's fun, and that's a criticism Star Trek has as well, which they are changing now. And I don't think it's going to change much with Ahsoka because I think it's going to be more of a serious show. Yeah. I think you will have your comedic relief. But it's not going to be the same Chopper. as an animation. Chopper and Zeb. I'm honestly, yeah. if they bring these two together back again, like... <laughs> that was so good. Like in Rebels, you know, yeah. Zeb and Ezra versus Chopper. Yeah. And then so also good. Chopper and Zeb versus Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> and Chopper and Ezra versus Zeb. It's like sibling, peak sibling behavior. It is, yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Um, super excited for all of that. Um Yes, something that I also quite enjoyed were the last two episodes, mm -hmm. gotta say, because I liked seeing that it all kind of like paid off from the last two seasons, mm -hmm. especially, and also with Rebels, you know, um, because you have these super commandos, basically, you have the best guy, Eloy, like it all made sense, like all the theories yeah. everyone had, 
yeah, it was that yeah. because it just made sense, you know. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I even didn't hate that they brought back the Praetorian Guards. Gotta say, the, the Red Guys. Hmm. Yes. Um, I didn't hate that because they explained how they did it and why they did it. And I was like, hmm. fair enough. You requested them and now they're here and you explained it all. And I thought it was also so cool that they were, like, the Shadow Council, they were so shocked that the Mandalorians had united. They were like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. We never saw this coming, you know, divide and conquer. Yeah. And now they can do that anymore because, you know, as a united force, like they said, the Mandalorians are stronger than any. And I thought yeah. it was so good that you had this payoff from, like, the very first, you know, like, seeing the Mandalorians yep. and seeing Din and Bo-Katan interact to now. Very good. I really enjoyed that. Same. I also like that they're friends now. Yes, friends not forever. A platonic friends, <laughs> friends forever. <laughs> platonic friends forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. no, agreed. That's um, honestly, I was very angry in the first two episodes when I thought yeah. they would push a romance. One of the reasons I said, I told you, like if they push this romance any further, and yeah, I will quit watching the show because that annoys me so much because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm no. glad they're friends now. And Din, I really love the moment where he's like, I will follow you. You Not because of the title, because the title and the Darksaber don't mean anything to me, but you've proven yourself and you're strong and capable. And I was like, yes! That is good. A lot of people did interpret that moment as romantic, though. Mm. Gotta <laughs> warn you. Straight people are always so wild. Straight people are the wildest. <laughs> like this, truly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no. oh, God. Like, and the thing is, if you... Like, like comparing if, that moment, by the way, to, mm -hmm. like, Obi-Wan telling Satine, I would have left the Jedi Order if you had said the word. And I'm like, that's not even remotely what he meant. Like, he's not offering to leave his clan, especially not for romantic love. He said, no. I will follow you in this mission because you're a good leader. He literally, yeah, and he says, like, you are the force reuniting the Mandalorians and I will follow you. Like, that's basically, like, Aragorn telling Frodo, like, I would have followed you till the end, you know? Yes. I would have been there with I, you. That's not romantic. Yeah, no one reads you. that as a romantic. Like, I don't know anyone who reads that as a romantic. Like, <laughs> if you do, either. like, fair enough. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> God. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like because we're almost at an hour, do you have any quick things you liked? Quick things. Yes, I did. The dragon-like creatures, we saw like varieties of them. I love yes. them. Like the raptors and stuff. Very yeah. cool. I loved seeing Bo and the Amara. Like I have to make a point, you know, Lady Crease, your mm -hmm. army has arrived. That is no that is that is gay. <laughs> no, that is gay. I love that a lot actually. And also, we have to say it, Ahmed Best's return, or Ahmed, I think Ahmed, right? Um, as, yeah, Grogu's rescuer yeah, yeah, in yeah. the founding episode. It was it was lovely to see. It was great to see everyone's reactions. And also, so many fucking clone troopers in that episode. And they were yeah. voiced by Tamara Morrison. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they have his voice on file or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, they had the same voices. Interestingly enough, in German, they did not have the typical clone voice. Mm, People were complaining about that, which I get. Because yeah. if you're used to that and then it's someone else, it's like, yeah, it's but in English it fit. Yeah. 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 Yes, do you have some quick things? Um, CGI in general, except on Coruscant, it looked great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like in general, it looked really great. The good dog fights, especially. I'm always a oh, huge yeah. fan of that. Um, also, the dragons, just great. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I have? I think I've talked about most everything. Let me quickly think. Yeah, the CGI was mainly the main thing. I feel like I should mention it. It's a space show and it did look astoundingly great most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's get into the things we did not like. Yeah. I'm going to start because um, I just said it. The CGI on Coruscant, especially when they were flying around. (laughs) Yeah. Looked rough. (laughs) And I have an idea why that is. Because usually you say when you're shooting at light, or that's why a lot of people say that the Little Mermaid trailer looks so dark because they want to hide a lot of the CG. Because the brighter something is you're animating, the more detail you need to put on it. Mm-hmm. The problem here is I think the, li- the light they put on the actor was a direct light from the front. And now they have darkness all around him. So he's he's like shine like they're shining on him. Mm-hmm. And now everything... Spotlight. Yeah, like on a spotlight, and it makes it look a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said yeah. that scene, you know, where he has like Grogu in his little sidecar. It looks like a um, music video from like two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same energy. Yes. So I wasn't. I wasn't. That's the one. It kind of took me out of the moment. Gotta be honest, because I was watching it. I was like, "Who are you?" Because I didn't know that character. I'd read yeah. like who he is, and later on, blah blah. But I was like, "Who are you?" And then I was like, "Oh." What is happening here? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is weird. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. I have to add to that, especially when we were talking about lighting. Like, yeah, that was rough. Like, I thought everything else where you just, like, vaguely yeah. had Coruscant in the yeah. background, you know, like, that was fine. Fine. I, yeah. like, every time they were on Mandalore, for me, like, I don't know, it looked like a video game. Like, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I hated the CGI on Mandalore, especially because you have the... The dim light, it always on looks the like surface, per- right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like it's always like dusk or something. Mm. And I don't know. I kind of like. And then they came, like the men, the other Mandalorians that were like survivors on the surface, yeah, in their boat thing that reminded me of Sinbad for some reason, yeah. Um, and it just looked so bad yeah. in my opinion. I'm very yeah. sorry, but like no. I could not enjoy that at all because it looked. Bad. and then they had like you know like the um like the monster and stuff and i thought yeah it was okay but like i don't know i think it suffers from the same problem the last in an avengers endgame the last mm-hmm. fight they want to block out the sun and by that creating this because it's dust in the air and by that creating this reddish yellowish light mm-hmm. it will never look good as cgi it, I don't know what it is. Maybe because you then have to color grade every single character. And that's yeah. something they don't do. And we're talking about characters who wear a lot of reflective surf- surfaces mm-hmm. with the armor. And I think that's where it falls flat. Because if you have to continuously go with the color theme, you have to change everything yeah. on that scene. And you can't because you would go insane. Absolutely. And I think that's why it didn't work. And also it's like the same problem they always have. It's like you have something that's crystal clear in front. And then the most blurry-ass background. That's like, it reminded me a lot of the scene in Miss Marvel where Kamala and her grandma stand on the rooftop. Oh my god, you're right. Same thing. You have this very bright light, yellowish light, and it just, it doesn't work well. Yeah, because it it's also really hard to create fake light that has that light. Like, you know, it's really hard because if you do no. the outside, like daylight is something they can recreate very easily in a set. 
mm-hmm. but like this weird reddish yellowish light it just it looks weird if yeah. and then a lot of times they don't create it with the lights on set and then they have to do it post and that looks even weirder yeah so no i agree with you there that was yeah, not I good yeah i didn't know that no yes um then that's something we both share I'm glad that they introduced a lot of Mandalore lore. Mm-hmm. Like Mandalore, Mandalore. lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan of the Clone Wars show. Not as much as you are. But even I got confused and annoyed at some point. Because I was like, I remember sitting there and she was talking about her, Bo was talking about her father. And I was like, did I miss that? And I texted you because I haven't seen everything. I was like, my middle. And you were like, I don't know who that is. That doesn't make any sense. And... I'm just, I don't get why they, like, honestly, truly, if my brother were murdered, the way (laughs) Satine was murdered, Mm -hmm. and I'm back on my home planet where it happened, Mm -hmm. and everything happened, and I'm explaining to someone, yeah, this is this, I would be like, yes, and this is where my brother died. Like, this is a very traumatic place for me. And she's like, Satine, who? (laughs) I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And I feel like that's a lot of times, like, they didn't really care. I don't know. I think the problem is honestly that um, so Satine wasn't a character created by Dave Filoni, right? Mm. And he like, and you always see if he cares about a character, like he cares about Ahsoka so deeply because everyone always told him, well, she has to die before episode three, she has yeah. to die before the show ends, blah blah blah. And he always found a way to get her out of these yeah. situations. And he's like, well, actually, she's still alive today, and I love that. Like, she's my favorite. Mm. But at the same time, Satine was not his character. So, you know, he was like, well, she has to die. And then she died. And then she was never talked about again afterwards. Maybe in Rebels. Yes, no, actually, yes, in Rebels she was. um, Very much also shown and mentioned. But um, I think also, like, the problem is that a lot of people are, you know, very much connecting her to Obi-Wan Kenobi's legacy because, you know, they had a romantic relationship for a short time um, and also very much, like, feelings for each other. And I think that people don't want to taint his legacy, basically. Yeah, but that's and dumb. that is the stupidest thing that you've ever heard. It's true. Yeah. But um, that's why she's never actually mentioned. And it's so fucking dumb because she was so important for the fucking history of the planet. There was yeah. a huge long period where the Mandalorians were not at all like we see them today. They were like a peaceful, just, you know, regular society, society yeah. as you yeah. might, you know, because the team was always very much a pacifist and very, um, you know, keen on like peaceful solutions. And yeah. like in the war, they were very much a neutral planet and they wanted to stay neutral. Like that was the whole fucking Thing. and then yeah. Darth Maul came and Death Watch came and Bo-Katan fucked up that was her yeah. fault she yeah. fucked up and the planet was you know once again you know cast into kind of a, not just kind of into a civil war because yeah. of her and yeah. it's so interesting because she stands up for so much that she did in the past you know mm. that we saw in Rebels for example where she was like I don't want to take the Darksaber again because yeah. last time I did it it ended really badly or you know yeah. owning up to yes I made the deal with Moff Gideon because I thought it was the only way for us to get out of here alive you know to save yeah. like the rest of the Mandalorian cities and the civilization and this one time that she fucked up so so badly like mm. very like killed her only living except for Koki 
living family member that we know of he's yeah whatever happens to Boggy, yeah. who knows but like um you know like that was like i don't i don't get it it was such a big part of history and they just also the dark saber like talking about the history and the lore of the dark saber yeah. that was a weapon used to kill her yeah yeah what? Yeah, and one thing I don't get is the whole argument of we don't want to taint Obi, like we don't want to bring Obi Wan into yeah. this. Like your studio that clings so hard to these three characters in the Clone Wars era, <laughs> literally fucking Qui Gon Jinn, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi Wan Kenobi are three characters you cannot get rid of in any other show. They always get mentioned, like Tales of the Jedi, Clone Wars, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, the show. Like, they're always there. But the one time it would actually make sense to mention these characters, especially to Din and Grogu. Like, Grogu... Oh, no, like, I think your internet is leaving you. Well, I'm just going to continue ranting, even though you don't Alex. hear that. <laughs> no. Ba, ba, ba. Do you hear I me? I think you're back now. Yes. You're yes. Yeah. So I was in the middle of getting angry. Oh, maybe not. Oh, no. No, no. Da, 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 da. Yes. Da, da, I see you da, again. Da, I hear da, you again. Da, 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 da. Great. Oh. I was, I was yes. getting so, so angry right now. <laughs> maybe that's a good thing. Because I would have started yelling. One thing that bothers me a lot is, especially with Grogu, who is the remnants of the Jedi. He's the legacy of yeah. the Jedi. At least he was to a certain degree. And she knows that. She's very keenly aware of that point. She's like, oh no, I'm not going to tell you about the Jedi. I'm not going to tell you about all this history. Funnily but enough, she, she once she's like, point. I actually know Jedi. Yeah. You know, like in my time I've known Jedi and I'm like, and that's it? You know, that's like, it. you know the that's same it. person, you know? You led them to Ahsoka. You told them where she is and now... Yeah. Like, you helped them before, and I don't get it. And as I said, like, this is a, a universe that clings so hard to Anakin fucking Skywalker yeah, and everything surrounding him. You heard that part, okay. Yeah. And I'm always like, and now the one time it actually makes sense, you're not bringing it up. I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm kind of over the whole Anakin storyline. Like, I, I just don't care anymore. And I think maybe that's part of the problem why this annoys me so much. Because it's always Anakin, 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 Obi-Wan, whoo. And then the one time they actually could talk about it and they could build lore and they could bring Clone Wars closer to people who haven't seen mm -hmm. it, yeah. they don't. And I'm like, that's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very different, I think, in the Ahsoka show. Like, not Satine specifically, because... Yeah, but no the lore. Yeah. But Clone Wars and yeah. also, like, as much as you know that, but Anakin is going to be a part of that show. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I just don't care. And mm. I think we'll get into that in the Yodoka show. I feel like I need to explain why I don't care anymore. But it's just, the story has been told so many times. He literally got seven seasons. Like, come on. In three he movies. Got seven seasons and three movies. And now people are like, yeah, you know what? We should have an Anakin and, and Obi-Wan Obi focused show. And no. I was like, again? Again? <laughs> that three times. Like, yeah. the Kenobi show was that. You yeah. saw that, right? Like, ugh, again? There's so many again. interesting... Like, I don't... Like, like so what is this meme? Shut up tell. about the moon. Shut up about the moon. I'm like, shut up about Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah Anyways, hmm. what are things you also didn't like about this season? I didn't like the, um, the confusing timeline. Yeah. let's continue there um, because first and fucking foremost you know like you start this show whatever it's fine and then you know you have interviews from John and Dave where they're suddenly like oh yeah you know so much time has passed between two years the, yeah or whatever like they didn't even speci specify that yeah. you know they're like yeah so much time has passed 
Anyway, how much time could have passed between those two shows? And then they were like, yeah, about as much time as, you know, we had in real life between yeah. all of that. And I was like, that makes no sense. Mm. Like, why was, like, Luke with Grogu for so long? And then suddenly, like, after two years, he's like, you know what? Actually, we have to make a decision now. Do you want to be a Jedi or not? And I'm like, eh? <laughs> I hate that thing anyway. Like, that is one thing that, like, the character assassination of Luke Skywalker in recent, <laughs> in recent Star Wars properties is something that I could get into so much. Yeah. And I won't at this point. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> the After anger. Years, like, Let's the bile building up in your throat. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They really hate that um, character and I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, the timeline is confusing as a fuck. And also something that every, like some people did complain about at the beginning of the show was, if you have not watched the book of Boba Fett, you're so <laughs> good lost. Luck. Good luck. Yeah. And I don't like. And I get that they're like basically Marvel now in the yeah. sense that if you don't watch this, you won't get it. Yeah. Um. But then again, it's so weird because Dave specifically said you before you watch the Ahsoka show you don't need to watch Rebels you don't need to watch the Clone Wars it's gonna be explained but here they didn't explain shit no (laughs) they're like Grogu's back okay what yeah it's weird yeah so the timeline and I know that the timelines book has come out but that is also another point of contention that I have let me like you can keep talking and I will explain my point okay yeah no, I agree. Um, one thing I'm also I have to be honest about is the way they're setting up a lot of stuff. Like I know with the cloning, I know why they're doing it because they somehow have to connect to the movies that shall not be spoken of. I don't care, and that's not a problem. They like that. That's not something they chose. They didn't choose this plot. The plot chose them when they made J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson make decisions in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. The somehow Palpatine has returned will haunt them forever and I know why they're building I know where Bad Batch what you've explained to me like I know why that is happening I know Mm -hmm. why they're doing the Pershing storyline I know why Moff Gideon is getting clones I'm aware I'm very aware of why Mm -hmm. it's still a bad plot (laughs) it doesn't make sense and it's it takes away from so much because they have to get from point A to point B in any way that mm-hmm. makes sense and it makes sense in the universe it's still a sucky shitty plot because we did the cloning we did it with the clone wars and that was the whole point and we have some i have even though i haven't seen we have some arcs telling us you know these are like what the clones experiencing and everything and now they have to cling to this stupid ass storyline and that honestly makes me very much not excited for further projects that are in the new republic era because i know where it's leading and that's not a problem of the show per se. I will have the same criticism probably with Ahsoka. Like, am I the biggest fan of Thrawn? No. But is he a good villain? Yes. So if we would just go all in with Thrawn, that would be something different. But we know, like, Thrawn and this will lead to the First Order at some point. And that makes me care- not care. Because I'm like, no, I don't care. Like, <sighs> because Thrawn is a new villain and the Emperor isn't. And it's... You know, technically, it's not, not a new villain. No, no, I mean in terms of the Emperor story was told after in episode six. Mm-hmm. Thrawn is the legacy of that. Yeah, yeah, he's the heir to the. That's empire. what I mean. And then For to sure. bring back the Emperor is lazy writing. To quote one Joseph, it's the laziest fucking shitball writing, and that <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 
and Thrawn in itself would a new villain in terms of a new interesting legacy to what it was before. And even if you're really getting into it now and you're like, oh yes, you in the end know in the back of your mind that somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's my biggest criticism with all of Star Trek, uh, Star Wars at the moment. It's just, it's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. So yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. I am glad that they are like, and I do believe that the criticism that we are having and that we are airing right now is probably the same that people felt in 2000 or 1999 or in yeah. 2001 when they were like but Star Wars is told like and I already know how it's gonna end why are you making me watch this and stuff yeah. it's interesting because I do believe that's a generational thing that mm. just you know keeps repeating itself because they started this at a weird point and then they always have to fill in the blanks yeah um but they I don't know like I, it didn't actually bother me that much you're mm. in this show right now and also not in the Bad Batch because like I feel like especially for the Bad Batch it's like a logical conclusion to mm. what we've seen before yeah, and also to some things that were set up in the Clone Wars even before mm. you know episode 7 to 9 so I was like I don't know I just I think I think they should have taken more time from other things like they should have had a clearer game plan with episodes yeah. 7 to 9 and then maybe you know, because the Mandalorian and the Mandoverse in mm. itself have to do the heavy lifting on the explanations yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it feels stupid. Yeah. Like, if they would have taken a little bit of that and put it in those episodes, yeah. it would have felt more coherent yeah. right now. And, mm. yeah, but they didn't. And, yeah, it's like, I, I remember. I remember yeah. sitting there when yeah, yeah. Poe said and somehow. The thing is, I'm just, I just want to say, it doesn't make the show bad. Like, I'm really impressed of with what they're doing at mm -hmm. the moment to make this make sense like honestly truly that's a feat in itself because we remember watching episode eight and nine and just sitting there like who huh? that doesn't make any sense like i'm not criticizing the show for doing what they're doing mm -hmm. i'm criticizing the star wars universe for not making me care about the end goal and i still care about the characters i love mm -hmm. din i love Bo. i want to mm -hmm. learn more about ahsoka and her journey and i'm really interested to see what happens to the ghost crew and all these things but maybe it's like this bitter aftertaste of, oh, I know it doesn't matter in the end. Because in the end yeah. you will have whatever that was. And I think whatever that's my that main was. problem. It's like, I maybe it even is a plus for them. Maybe I need to say it's a positive about the season. Like, they make me care about a progression that I don't want to go in. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's even a plus. Maybe we have to Who turn knows? it around. But yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. We'll see how it develops in yeah. coming projects and seasons and stuff. Yeah. And then the whole combination. I have thought about that because we all know um, that there's the movie planned. You know, the movie, mm -hmm. it's it stands. Dave yeah. is going to direct. Um, I wonder, because based, like what you technically would have to do is you have this whole combination yeah. of the maneuvers leading into episode 7. Where you lose hope again. So it, yeah. yet again, you already know, it has to be a defeat. Yeah. Why do you put this on yourself all the fucking time? I don't know. I know, like, I don't quite know. A part of me kind of hopes that the conclusion they get to with the Mandalorian movie is that Mandalore basically says, not a problem, peace out. Peace out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then later on with the Ray movie, they're saying, oh, look, it's Mandalore. <laughs> You know, like honestly, that if they were to go that road and just say no, we're not we're not destroying this entire culture. 
again, I would be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I want to point out, I'm, I don't have a problem with the sequels because of the, the characters. <laughs> Before anyone yes. comes at me, the shit yes. that the plot is shit. Like, and the character assassination, the continued the character, character assassination, assassination of both Luke Skywalker and Leia Luke Skywalker, Sky uh, Leia Finn, Organa, I mean. Ray, Poe, Leia. Literally, they assassinated <laughs> almost every character except for Chewbacca, like who they tried to kill in real life. Like they did. Yeah, like it's you know, like I really hope that they're just saying, yeah, Mandalore. They're like they're finding a new planet, and um, I mean, yeah, they just need to rebuild themselves for the next forty years, and that's why we don't see them. <laughs> and also because we know J.J. Abrams doesn't know what Mandalore is. Like he's like, he's and I know they always say he's episode. a Star Wars fan, but I don't believe him. Not after what I've witnessed. No. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Well, we um really went into that now. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe airing the rest of our grievances in a more quicker way? Yes, okay. So, I was really disappointed, and this has nothing to do with recent news and articles and discussion and whatnot. I was really disappointed that Boba did not show up once in this season. Because, like, everyone's like, he's not even gonna be me. Shut the fuck up. Like, read about, you know, the origin story of Jungle Fett, and then you can come back to me. Yeah. Before that, shut the fuck up, and just stay somewhere else. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was, like, I love, like, he's one of my absolute all-time favorite Star Wars characters, and I wanted to see him. And they were on Tatooine. Yeah. Make it make sense. They're friends. Like, they established it by the yeah. end of, you know, the Book of Boba Fett. Like, they're friends. They're fucking whatever. No. Um, hated that. I did not love the structure and the tempo of this whole season, because we already talked about it. Seasons, uh, seasons. Episodes one and two felt slow but fast. Mm. So basically, in um, episode one, I didn't see the point. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like mm. you're jumping from planet to planet. Like it felt random to me. Yeah. Episode two, then way too fast. I was like, "Oh my god, we're already on Mandalore!" Like already, and like in hindsight, it makes sense. But yeah. like from the build of like from the arc of the whole mm. season, I didn't love th- those decisions. The tempo. Do you have something to add to that? No. Yeah, the pace was off. Yeah, the pacing was not good. Yeah. Um, something that I always, always, always criticize is they don't really know what they're doing with the Mandalorian culture. Because, like, on the one hand, it's like, yes, we have the vows and we have the Mandalore and whatnot. And then you don't speak Mandoa. Sometimes they do. and some <laughs> Most times they don't, yeah. <laughs> like, in random moments, like um, when the armor was training Din um, mm. on how to use the dark saber in the book of Boba Fett, they counted in Mendoa. Yeah. And then the the huge part of their because they're especially they're so traditional. No. Yep. Like you know, you would think that they have this deep connection to their culture mm. and their language and stuff, and then they don't say the adoption vows in Mendoa. Yeah, yeah, and also the tourist tourist trap oh shield sign. Of like this are these are the living waters. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is this in like in basic? I, huh? <laughs> and for a second I was like, maybe she's just translating for him, but that wouldn't make any sense because he obviously speaks the language. Like I was so confused, and then you know it was written in basic. I was like, also why so do they, they have like a tourist destination in their most sacred place? Like, yeah, like is it for tourists? Is it just? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's the one thing. And I know you have a problem with dad. The dad was, it felt out of place in that moment. Yeah. I 
I said that and I was like, it took me out of the scene, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice. I was, I just, I, you know, I was like, Fair enough. I, I, at this point, I already okay. forgotten that they're technically speaking Mandoa. So I was like, technically they are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My next point is the CGI Mandalore. We talked about mm. that. Um, yes. Like I said, some of the decisions and plot points felt very sudden. It was so weird because some of the time they had really good development and you saw it coming mm. and you're like, wow, it makes sense. But especially the fast friendship between Din and Bo confused me so much yeah. because they literally hated each other, right? Last season, they yeah. very grudgingly worked together. They mm. didn't want to. And now she rescues him once and she's like, let's be besties. And like, I love that they're friends, mm. but a little too fast in yeah. my opinion maybe do yeah. some of the building in between the season and like not in between the seasons because then we would have not seen it but yeah. like during the season during last season yeah especially i noticed that especially when grogu comes to her and she helped and i like that the foundling comes to her and asks for help so she helps like that's very yeah, mandalorian of her it would have been nice if it had been a bit more after that you know not immediately like oh besties and you know like it would have been nice if she would have been like yeah I only saved you because of Grogu like I do not give a shit about you like he drowns well let him drown and then he, she's like oh shit he's the, he has the dark saber and maybe that but, but she immediately went after him like it would have been fun to you know you don't even yeah. need to say it but to just show it with her actions exactly I completely agree here um yes so like yeah i didn't like episode two at all and like like we said maybe it would be different if we would have revisited it before watching yeah. uh, before discussing the show but yeah. especially that random monster and i, just, I know that you have random monsters all the time on star I wars i am familiar but i don't get it and especially i didn't get like it's experimenting on mandalorians that's one thing we see but i was like because it looks like a droid, but it isn't a droid. <laughs> and that confused the it's shit out of me. It's like, yeah, but also it's like an eye blob yeah. thing. I, I just didn't yeah. get what was happening. Also, why did the lion wait there? Like, yeah. if he maybe later on, you know, if he would have asked mm -hmm. the Mandalorians living on Mandalore, you know, maybe like yeah. in the last or like second yeah. to last episode, he's like, I encountered this weird thing. Do you know about this? Because yeah. he's been here the whole time. Yeah. You know, fair enough. But yeah. he didn't. Like, did he forget? Maybe. <laughs> but he Maybe he got also. hit on the head so hard. <laughs> but he didn't because he brought it up when bo you know, claimed the Darksaber again. True. That was after the whole he got hit in the head by the droid thing. Yeah. The dong sound it made his head. It was just... That was pure dong. genius. Bong. Yes. <laughs> that was really good. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have anything yeah. more? Because I don't. Honestly, my biggest gripe was honesty where it's all leading and that's not a fault of the show. But it still annoys me. Yeah, no, I'm done. Okay, me too. Awesome. So, do you have a grade for this season? I think it's really difficult to grade something mm -hmm. like this when you don't have the whole picture of it, basically. As if Death has ever stopped us from grading. I would like not to grade this okay. season. No, I'm do you want give to it grade? A, yeah, two minus. It was fun, okay. but there are too many gripes I have to make it better. Like, mm. to give it a better grade. And I was genuinely considering just giving it the 3+. plus, But then I was like, no, I like the little moments. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, it's time of Habakli's Ade.
Mr. Barkley is Barkley. Barkley? Lieutenant Barkley. Barkley! Mr. Barkley. Broccoli makes me nervous, Captain. I don't think so. Good. I look forward to your report, Mr. Broccoli. Yes. Will you explain the rules? <laughs> yes, I will explain the rules. So, you get three characters from your uh, opposite. <laughs> I, I will give you three characters and you sort them into three categories to, you know, spend the day on the holodeck. The first one is that you and this person have, or will, go mm. on a family vacation with all that, you know, entails that, that, like yeah. everything that you have to do. Um, the second one is that this person is your first officer on a starship and yeah, that's it. And the third one is that this person and you will hold a spontaneous presentation on a topic that you have not previously heard about or, yeah. you know, heard that you have to do yeah. this now. Yeah. yeah. Shall I give you my characters? Sure. Okay. These are all Disney themed again. Mm -hmm. um, so the first character is from the 2019 Lion King. Zimba. I've not seen that one. No, you don't need to. <laughs> I mean, it's technically the same character, but you will, once I tell you the topic, you will realize why. Mm -hmm. The second character I have for you is from the 2023 The Little Mermaid, Flounder, the fish. <laughs> and the third character is from that same movie, from the 2023 version of The Little Mermaid, Sebastian. Yes. And the topic of today's presentation is the uncanny valley effect. Yeah. Um sure it's funny because um when we were in uni we had like um a big research mm -hmm. project and some of our um committee tone yeah they did the uncanny valley um interestingly enough okay so i've heard about that before which is good yeah um you know in that context mm, oh, well those are all animals <laughs> i guess zimba will have to be my first officer like in because like yeah yeah i know they have the dolphins in lower decks but like it would just not be the most <laughs> practical thing maybe he's like the fish from mega mind it's <laughs> like a body zimba a lion as a first officer and he can talk yeah like the others can too i guess but um yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> such a stupid and dumb situation right now. Um, yes, listen, so Flounder will come on the trip with me and my family because you can take a fish tank with you when you go somewhere, I guess. Like, it, what do you do with a crab? You know? I mean, what do you do with a fish? <laughs> like, yeah, but what do you do with a crab? I mean, a crab, at least some of them can live on land. It, yeah, but like, uh, no. <laughs> you're like no disgusting no, no like, I, I just don't like eating crabs I mean you don't have to eat flounder please don't. And I won't eat flounder either, but like you know like it was that was my way of saying I don't have anything against crabs yeah. except for that I don't want to eat them yeah um, so basically you're pro crab I'm pro crab yeah crab dance crab dance yeah. crab day yeah it's good um flounder then is um coming on the vacation with me and Sebastian, you know, he's very, like, he can talk. He can talk on, you, you've mm -hmm. seen the old movie. Like, I don't know how they're holding it in the new movie. It's voiced by David Dix, I would think. I think oh. so, too, yeah. Fuck, yeah, I think so, right? Um, so, um, it, he can talk about the Uncanny Valley effect. And he can be like, yes, I read all, the, because 
I have read every single article about people complaining <laughs> that the animals look too real and it makes it all very creepy. Yes, I've I've read them. <coughs> I'm aware. That's why I gave you those characters. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. You can look into his eyes and think. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, man. This one. I don't picture... know why they do that. Yeah. Every time, you know. That's not the first. And like, you know what I thought about also? They're mm. making a new Snow White movie um, with Rachel Ziegler. Mm. And um, are they have the, like the rabbits and the and the, the birds and stuff. Are they also going to look like real? Probably. The thing yeah. is... You know, that's the thing I enjoyed a lot about um, Enchanted. Yeah. Right? Because... Yeah, those were real animals, kind of, but they didn't look weird. No, and it's like... And I think it goes very much with how they're doing movies, Disney movies at the moment, is they lack color. And that's not only an hour, like a Little Mermaid problem. Like, the Peter Pan trailer looked very drab. It doesn't work the way you want it to work if your characters look like the dullest versions of themselves in a fantastical setting. Mm-hmm. and they always have that one scene where Ariel is falling onto the jellyfish and they're like yeah but there is color mm-hmm. yeah but everywhere else there isn't and I think that's one of the problems why these creatures these things look so and especially the scene in the trailer where Flounder talks yeah I know I don't know why yeah. but I was just like <laughs> please stop like I could not watch this movie in cinema like I know that I had any interest but because it's a live action Disney movie I don't care but that just I was like, oh my god, it will this like this will haunt you. <laughs> I will like do you think there will be children you. with nightmares? Probably. Maybe, right? Especially mm. with Sebastian and the, the animated bird. I was like Yeah, scuttle. Yeah. yeah. And also like that the mermaids all look dry. That's very confusing because they're under the water. Yeah. But like the thing is in the trailer we saw Ariel and she does not look dry. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes her skin. It's so weird because they filmed underwater. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, but I think a lot of the singing close-ups are the things they probably filmed on land. I hope so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would presume. And I think that's maybe because they never... They didn't glisten her up in any way. She looks try, try yeah, as Yeah, they should have, like... Yeah, spritzer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. Uh, yeah, now that we talked about that, um, I have my characters for you as well. Mm-hmm. My characters for you are Boba Fett, mm-hmm. Fennec Friend, mm-hmm. and Paley Moto. Moto? Moto. Fennec and Paley. And the topic? The topic. The topic is economics on Tatooine, how to run and build a successful business in the desert. Hmm. Okay, so clearly I will give that presentation with Pelly, mm-hmm. because yeah, she does have that. Like, she scams people, that's canon now, <laughs> which I think was one of the funniest moments yeah. in that first episode. But yeah, she knows, she is very competent, she has a lot of experience, and um, she survived through, her business survived through a lot of shit. And that's yeah. impressive. Like, she's not only a successful business owner now, she was before. <laughs> and that's really, that's really something. And yeah, so I think I would have Fennec be my second in command because she is to Boba and she does a great yeah. job. She she walks the same line that um, the Emperor and Discovery season two walks. 
Um, mm. Very similar character. So yeah. I think I would know how to handle her in a way. But also I would be like blissfully ignorant of what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. And also I think I would have a great time going with Boba on a, on a family vacation. I think he needs that. I don't think yeah. he, was, he didn't really have a stable home life. Not that I'm saying I had. But it's more <laughs> stable than his. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of years with he had his dad. Some, yeah. And then... It all went to shit. And then he was an orphan who was a crime boss. Like, It's like a whole thing. He tried weird. to survive. Let's just say he yeah, survived yeah, yeah. the best I'm not he blaming could. him yeah. for anything. It's, and I think it also he's very funny. He's super he's, funny. He's such a guy. Like, <laughs> He's such a guy. And I love that. And I think it would be really funny to hang out with him. So yeah. That was, that was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Paula. Hey. Who or what is your fuck fuck? My fuck fuck is related to um, through all of this because it's drama in the fandom. Because mm. lately there's been so much stupid drama, you know, like right now there's a huge discussion on what and what doesn't constitute a Mary Sue and if that's a sexist and mm. derogatory term or not, where I'm like, the people who say it isn't, like, where do you live? What? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway... That is something really annoying than the whole drama about Tamara Morrison because he basically said, I wish they would have not, you know, changed my whole show to be about the Mandalorian and further it's, um, yeah. like, you know, and he was also like, you know how he is, his humor, he's, he's very, he's very New Zealand-ish, yeah. like, I don't know, he's a Kiwi, yeah. through, which is interesting, you know, he's a very blunt sense of humor, so people are misinterpreting, mis- oh, I can't misinterpreting <laughs> yeah it's misinterpreting what he said being like oh my god and they're wrong and i'm like he didn't say like he didn't even complain he just said i wish it would it would have gone different yeah and i wish i would have been part of this season because you know i love to be part of star wars yeah um That's so it. yeah yeah all of the drama is really annoying always in the star wars fandom anyway you know it's like some people's complaints are valid, you know, all the people that I see complaining about Satine all the time. Katie Stackoff is doing a lot of press, which thank you so much for that, Katie. Mm-hmm. She is such an you know, such a She's very enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Um and she's like, I wish you could talk about Satine and I'm like, oh, well, why can't we? Mm-hmm. Um or you know, the way she's so aware of how people view her character. I love that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um so some of that is valid and some of that isn't and I don't know, man, it's annoying. So yeah, the Star Wars fandom does what the Star Wars fandom does best. Always has. Yeah. Um, so, Alex, who's your fuck fuck? My fuck fuck are my dreams at the moment when I'm sleeping. Because now... <laughs> Not your dreams when you're awake. Daydreaming. I mean, yeah. And I get to choose those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, I complained to you this morning. I don't feel necessary... I sleep a lot this weekend. I've slept so... I sp- Oh my god, I spend so much time sleeping. It's amazing. But I don't feel rested afterwards because my dreams are just very unhinged. Every time yeah. I get hunted, um, someone's trying to kidnap me. I'm in a war. It's it's not the most restful no, <laughs> thing. No, And I always wake up and I'm like, what happened? So these are my fact because I, I wish I would feel more rested. This is the three-day weekend and I'm not as rested as I could be. That sucks. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel you. I hear you. I get it. Yeah. You know, um, I found something else to complain about because mm-hmm. I kind of just stopped earlier. Mm-hmm. And remember when I complained about the timeline? Yeah. Well, you have the new book came out on the twenty fifth. 
like the anniversary of mm. um, the release of um, fucking um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Timelines. And I do want that book. I do, but I'm not gonna buy it now because it's 50 euros. 50! Yes, it's almost as much as Tears of the Kingdom. You heard that right. 50! I'm gonna buy it secondhand in a couple years. And you will get to spend so many hours playing Tears of a Kingdom. Oh my god. Like, what is this book made of? Gold? Diamonds? Yeah, it's rare basically like earths? a huge... Like it's, um, like it's, you know, like... It's yeah, but it's not, whatnot, 50, but like not 50 euros bucks. special. Especially not because, like, yeah, someone had to research for that. For sure, but definitely, like, you know, like... But you didn't have to, like, make up a whole original no. story and anything. No. Yeah, no. Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm yeah. does what Lucasfilm does best. Money. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. who or what is your dude? My dude, I have two dudes. One is small, one is bigger. Um, I'm not a volunteer anymore. As of today. Today's the first day. It's so cool. I'm like, yes, I'm a full-fledged, completely overworked employee. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Capitalism. That's great. And I love that I was confronted with so much work today on my uh, day off. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. Um, but no, I'm actually really glad. The first thing I'm going to do when I come into the office tomorrow, like, maybe not the first thing, but something I will try to do tomorrow is I will um, change on our website. I will mm -hmm. change my, in, in my email signature yes. thing. I will change it. Yes. Because, yeah. Mach das. Really cool. Yes, do that. Love it. Um, and the other thing is I just binged a whole show, like a limited series this mm -hmm. weekend. And it felt so good. Like, I love when they, you know, give you the opportunity mm. to, you know, release all the... Like, it was 10 episodes. And I started on Friday and I finished last night. Yeah. Because I didn't have that much to do, you know. It was good. Like, mm. it feels so good to just, you know, sit down, binge something, and then it's over. And now you're done. And it's, you yeah. know, it's, like, yeah. I don't know. But I, I miss that. Yeah. Because, like, Disney is releasing things one episode at a time, which I don't hate. I don't hate that. Um, especially if it's something big like this because you have to watch it immediately or you yeah. will be spoiled and that yeah. sucks. But like, you know, especially something that's inconsequential. You know, yeah. that's just entertainment. Love it. Yeah. Yes. So Alex, who is your dude? Uh, I sent you a reel earlier with the guy and the frog. Did yes, you watch yes. it? Yes, I, I had seen that before on TikTok, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I just had, I love, I, my dudes are people who do crazy shit for animals like because that guy he realized that a frog was living in his fence and he built him a house and yeah. i don't know why but it was so wholesome and i love when people go out of their way to do something very small but very cute impactful. and significant yeah impactful for that one thing for that one thing it reminded me of one of my co-workers he really tried to be a build like he bought and built a bee hotel And put it on his balcony and like planted some like flowers and stuff in front of it. But the problem is he told me like his balcony is too much in the shadow. So not a lot mm. of bees come by. But I was like, that's so sweet. And yeah. I love when people do that. Not only like for animals, but like in general, like these small things that aren't really that important. But that yeah. what makes life worth it. I don't know. And I like F Froderick <laughs> killed me. Yes, so, and the yeah. pool. He had the everything pool. in that house. And King Julian coming by yeah. and the frauds. I was like, yeah, this is high quality entertainment. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. That guy. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've we've talked a lot about Star Wars already again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will continue to be like that. Yeah. With Ahsoka. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it is time now to come to a conclusion to this episode. So if you if you have thoughts on Mando, if you maybe want to scream at us for our opinions, you can do that on Instagram and on Twitter under deep underscore space underscore gay. Or you can just send us a hateful, spiteful email at deep.space.gay at gmail.com. And now there's only one thing left to say, and that is stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.